Good morning, folks. Good morning. What do you say? Let's sing. Would you stand and sing with us, please? see everybody this morning. I have a few announcements to make. All children, kids, grandkids, neighbors, kids are invited to the Love Comes From Above Kids Party. It'll be on Saturday, February 12th from 4 to 7. Please RSVP to children at hhumc.com or reach out to Jesse. Our scripture reading this morning is 1 Samuel 15, 10 through 23. Saul rejected his king. The word of the Lord came to Samuel. I regret that I made Saul king, for he's turned his back from following me and has not carried out my commands. Samuel was angry, and he cried out to the Lord all night. Samuel rose early the morning, to meet Sal, and Samuel was told, said to him, May you be blessed by the Lord. I've carried out the command of the Lord. But Samuel said, What then is this bleeping of sheep in my ears and the lowing of cattle that I hear? Saul said, They brought them from the Malachites for the people, 
spared the best of the sheep and the cattle to sacrifice to the Lord your God. But the rest we have utterly destroyed. Then Samuel said to Saul, stop. I'll tell you what the Lord said to me last night. He replied, speak. Samuel said, though you are little in your own eyes, are you not the head of the tribes of Israel? The Lord anointed you king over Israel, and the Lord sent you on a mission and said, Go, utterly destroy the sinners, the Amalekites, and fight against them until they are consumed. Why then did you not obey the voice of the Lord? Why did you swoop down on the spoil and do what was evil in the sight of the Lord? Saul said to Samuel, I've obeyed the voice of the Lord. I've gone on the mission on which the Lord sent me. I've brought Agag, the king of Amalek, and I have utterly destroyed the Amalekites. But from the spoil, the people took sheep and cattle, the best of the things devoted to destruction, to sacrifice to the Lord your God in Gilgal. And Samuel said, As the Lord has great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices, as in obeying the voice of the Lord, surely to obey is better than sacrifice and to heed than the fat of rams. For rebellion is no less a sin than divination, and stubbornness is like iniquity and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has also rejected you from being king. The word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. Loving God, we gather in this place today to worship you and give you thanks. We praise you for all you give us. May we always be thankful. Open our hearts and our understanding this morning as your word is proclaimed. Give us hearts like the heart of Jesus that our lives may be free from anger, contempt, lust, and grudges. Give us hearts that love our enemies and bless those who curse us. Guide us with your Holy Spirit to build a community of powerful love. Amen. I'm leaving. <laughs> but no, no. No, I had to get my chair. <clears throat> Would the children come forward for children's time? They're scared of me. I can hardly blame them, but come on down. How's it going? All right. Hi there. Y'all can sit down if you want, or you can stand. We're free-range Methodists around here. You know, whatever, whatever you're into works. So have y'all ever, have you, have you ever had a time when you fell down and skinned your knee or your elbow or something like that and you started crying? Has that ever happened? It's happened to me for sure. Still happens to me, right? But I don't, I, most of the time I don't cry anymore either, but sometimes I still do. But, you know, when, when I was younger, you know, but I, I would do that and I'd go, I remember one time I was riding my bicycle. There was this thorny bush 
that was right there by the, by the sidewalk. And I drove by it and it, it scratched my arm deep where, you know, where I was bleeding real long, real long down there. So I started crying. I went in the house and my mother told me it was, you know, it was okay. And, you know, it'd be all right and everything else. And put some methylate on it. And that, uh, that, that fixed me right up. <laughs> but <laughs> any, anyway, but, 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 you know, when that happens, we have people around us that comfort us and tell us that, you know, things are going to be okay and not to cry anymore. Well, this morning in Spark Worship, y'all are going to study some more about a, a scripture in the Bible and the book of Revelation, where it talks about there's going to be a time when there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth, and there's not going to be any crying anymore. People aren't going to cry. Everybody's going to be happy about everything. You see, the reason is, is because God loves us. And just like when we fall and hurt ourselves or something upsets us, we have our our parents or other people that we can go to that comfort us and love us. See, God always wants to hold us and comfort us and love us when there's something that's, that's going wrong in our lives. So the good news is one of these days there's not going to be any crying anymore and everything's going to be good because God loves us and he loves each and every one of us and he loves you all very much. Let's pray. Gracious and loving God, we thank you for this day. We thank you that you love all of us. We thank you that you embrace us when we cry and when there are upsets in our lives. We thank you that you love us so much that one day nothing will go wrong. And we praise you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. So I think uh, Miss Olivia is here to take those who want to to go to Spark Worship. This is a good opportunity for you adults too, right? You can, you can get out gracefully before anything else happens, okay? So if, if y'all want to, you can go with her. Or if you want to, or if you, want to you, can, you can return to the pew. You know, it's, it's, it's your choice, Okay. Well, I'll start our rainbows and rattlesnakes with the rainbow it is to see each of you here again on this, you know, Chamber of Commerce Day, right? Boy, howdy. It's a, what, a, what, a great, what a great January we've had. It's just been practically, as Mary Poppins would say, right, practically perfect in every way, right? Praise the Lord for that. Thank you, Lord. I want to report, ask us to pray last week for little baby Maddie, She's doing okay. She had open-heart surgery on Friday. That's a pretty, pretty serious thing for anybody, but it's particularly serious for a newborn, you know, less than a week old. She seems to be doing pretty well. So we want to continue to lift her up. Oh, Lord, we pray. What other rainbows and our rattlesnakes do we have to share? Yeah, I have praise, uh, my brother older brother but for that matter is uh had a negative cat scan so he's doing well the, the only thing he told him is that his brain was getting smaller and i told him he's been doing that for a long time so. yeah right right so so we want to continue to lift him up oh lord we pray 
And by the way, anybody that wants a negative cat scan can come to my house. I have a very negative cat. And, and, and she would be glad to walk by you at any time. So anyway. I ask prayers for the Avalos family. We attended the rosary last night. Lost his mother. So we ask for blessings for the family and to help them in their need. Okay. Carol's sister lives up in New Braunfels, is diagnosed with cancer. She's going to undergo surgery and obviously some chemo or some sort of treatment later. So keep her in your prayers. Okay, so we want to lift up Carol's sister. Oh, Lord, we pray. My mom, sweet mom, has a birthday this week on Wednesday, so it's Groundhog's Day, and mom is going to be 25 again. <laughs> okay, okay. years old. Oh, Lord, we, we pray. pray. Okay, let's pray. Gracious and loving God, we, we love you. We praise you, and we thank you for all that you bless us with. We continue to walk around as blind people, not realizing how blessed we are of all the peoples on the earth. We truly in this building are in a very, very small minority for the abundance that we all have and the lives that we enjoy. Lord, I lift up those anywhere who are in need. Teach us to share what we have that others may have what they need. Lord, we lift up all of those who have recently lost loved ones. We ask that you would surround them with your love, comfort them, remind them that you have a plan and that eternity is where we stand. Lord, we lift up those anywhere in the world who are in areas of violence. We lift up the leaders of this country and all the countries of the world that they would seek and do your will so that there would be peace and harmony. Lord, we ask that you would direct all of us with your Holy Spirit that we would be the hands and feet, ears and eyes and mouths of Jesus in this world. And now we pray as he taught us to pray, saying, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I brought Kleenex for my children's sermon, and then I didn't cry and use them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, you know. Well, yeah, you can't, you know, if you do cookies every week, you know. But I did bring an orange instead of cookies, right? So another kind of snack. I probably shouldn't do that. 
But you know what happens when you squeeze an orange? You get orange juice, right? You know, a lot of times, really, most of the questions I ask are not complicated. They're pretty straightforward. Every once in a while, I'll slip a zinger in there. But, you know, when you squeeze a grape, you get grape juice. When you squeeze a lemon, you get lemon juice. When you squeeze an apple, you get apple juice. And, of course, I was brainwashed at an early age by Miss Oklahoma, who, you know, who went to work for the Florida citrus growers, right? And, and a lot of you in here probably know that, right? Breakfast without orange juice is like a day without sunshine, right? Yeah, see? Advertising works. This morning, I want to spend a few minutes talking about what happened to several people when they were squeezed and what comes out. And I want us to think about what comes out of us when we're squeezed. You know, an orange or any other fruit for that matter can't go against its nature. If it's a pure orange through and through, you can squeeze it and get orange juice. You can get the zest from the skin and you can get the seeds out of it and grow more oranges. One person I want us to think about when they were squeezed is a man in Coatesville, Pennsylvania. And this particular person was squeezed several days ago, just several days ago. Another person I want us to think about is a gentleman named Gordon Wilson. And Gordon was squeezed, so to speak, on November the 8th, 1987. And then I also want us to think about good old Saul that Rex read about a few minutes ago there in 1 Samuel chapter 15. Our scripture reading this morning comes from Matthew chapter 15, verses 10 through 20. Consider the word of the Lord. Then he called the crowd to him and said to them, Listen and understand. It is not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but it is what comes out of the mouth that defiles. Then the disciples approached him and said to him, Do you not know that the Pharisees took offense when they heard what you said? He answered, Every plant that my heavenly Father has not planted will be uprooted. Let them alone. They are blind guides of the blind. And if one blind person guides another, both will fall into a pit. But Peter said to him, Explain this parable to us. Then he said, are you also still without understanding? Do you not see that whatever goes into the mouth enters the stomach and goes out into the sewer? But what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and this is what defiles. For out of the heart come evil intentions, murder, adultery, fornication, theft, 
false witness, slander. These are what defile a person. But to eat with unwashed hands does not defile. The word of the Lord for the people of the Lord. Please be in prayer with me and for me. Merciful God, God who freely forgives if we but ask, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our strength and our salvation. Amen. Remember, when the Bible says heart, it doesn't necessarily mean a pump that sends blood circulating through our bodies, right? It can, but that's not necessarily what it means. And in this particular situation, I believe what Jesus, when Jesus says heart, as many places, when you see David say heart and throughout, throughout Scripture, the heart, we also would say spirit, we also might say will at some times. And when we boil it all down, our changed heart and what comes from our hearts is really what it's all about. And God can only work with us to perform His will in this earth when our hearts, our wills, our spirits are in harmony with His. And that's, that's what it's all about. Because God has an eternal purpose for each and every one of us. But to fulfill that eternal purpose, we have to have the right kind of hearts. And we have the hearts that we have because of the choices we make. And when we talk about any of us, when we really talk about what's there, we're talking about what's in the heart. I want to mention Saul. Now, you see, as Samuel told Saul in that passage that Rex read a few minutes ago, he was small in his own eyes. And God said, Saul, I've got a plan for you. I want you to lead my people, the people of Israel. But what happened to Saul? What happened to Saul happens to a lot of people. You know, I guess it's of Lord Acton's of axiom, right? Power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. And so Saul let everything go to his head. And where we took up the narrative that Rex read this morning, it said what? Saul was going to Carmel, not, not on the beach in California, but Saul, Saul was going to Carmel to do what? To make a monument for himself, right? To make a monument for himself. Wow, what a, what a noble thing to do, right? But, lest we forget, you know, we're not so different from Saul. Earlier this week when I was reading this passage, I thought, well, what would be a 21st century equivalent to making a monument for oneself. 
other than just making a monument for oneself. We, could, we can still do that, and there's still certainly people who do that. If you notice, you know, you will go to many churches, and you will find the Fellowship Hall, for example, and it'll say the, I hate, I'll have to think of a name that nobody's in this uh, congregation, but it'll say the Garfinkel Fellowship Hall, right, or something like that. But how many of you have ever been to a church where the broom closet said, you know, the Garfinkel Memorial Broom Closet, right, right? Gina says she has, and that's a good thing. Most people don't give grand sums of money if they want their name associated with it for menial things that, we, that are just part of life that have to go on. Certainly, most of us, you know, we, we would hate to come in here and there would be trash and, and the, the carpet dirty and all that all the time, Right? But most of the time, people don't give memorials and say, buy a new vacuum cleaner with this money. So I was saying, what would be a 21st century equivalent to building a monument for oneself? And you know what I decided? I decided it was the selfie. Okay? And I'm not into this. I'm really not. But I decided just for giggles and, ju- and just for the purposes of letting you all know what I found, because I like to share what I find with people, I did a search for selfie sticks, you know? It hasn't been too terribly long since I saw a selfie stick, and I had to ask somebody what that was. But anyway, I did a search for selfie sticks. You know, you can, you can buy a smart selfie stick. You can buy a selfie ring light. You can buy a selfie in millennial pink. There were over 1,000 results when I searched for selfie stick. To me, that's a pretty sobering thought. Saul's heart was filled with Saul. And sadly, many, many times, our hearts are also filled with us. The kind of heart, the obedient heart that Jesus wants is an unselfish heart that's not filled with with us. The disciples went to Jesus there and said, didn't you know that you offended the Pharisees? Poor Pharisees, right? Did you catch Jesus' answer? Did you catch Jesus' answer? Jesus says, every plant that is not planted by my Father will be uprooted That's what he said when the disciples said the Pharisees were offended. And he goes on to say, he says, let them alone. Let them alone, you know, which again is good advice for all of us, right? If we would spend more time concentrating on our hearts instead of somebody else's heart, we would probably get further faster toward toward the goal of sanctification and actually being like Jesus was. He said, they're blind leading the blind. So when you see the blind leading the blind, as the Pharisees were here, leave them alone. It's not going to do you any good, right? 
like that mud wrestling with a pig deal that we hear about, you know? The Pharisees will probably enjoy it, and you're going to end up getting dirty in the whole deal. Leave them alone. Concentrate on your heart. Think of yourself as a builder, building with God, right? Building with God. Here again, this is, this is where we have to remember our place, you know? I don't think, I think if an orange could think, and there may be a parallel universe where an orange can think, if an orange could think, I don't think the orange really has any thoughts except I'm an orange. I accept the fact that I'm an orange. And I'm happy to be an orange. And if somebody wants to turn me into orange juice and drink me, that's okay. That's okay. Because God has what? A plan for this orange. And it's like God has a plan for each and every one of us. So we're the builders. We work with God. But God's the architect, right? God's the architect. God's got the plan. When I think about that, I think about, I think about Noah, right? God gave Noah the plan. Noah was obedient and followed the plan, going along with God's will. Remember, there are three people in the Bible that the Bible says were perfect. Noah, Job, and Jesus. So Noah followed the plan, which is what we're called to do. It's like Jesus started out there with the crowds that were gathering around him. He said, what? Listen and understand. Listen and understand. And hopefully that understanding will lead to some particular actions in your life. Some particular actions in your life that cause things. That cause things. Now, when I think about God's plan for us, I think about how we can put it into practice and what really is important. Jesus said, and Jesus was always talking about the kingdom of God. That's what Jesus preached about. You can read it. Y'all have heard me say it. And Jesus preached about the kingdom of God. What did Jesus say was necessary to enter the kingdom of God? He gave us three things. He gave us three things that were necessary to enter into the kingdom of God. The first one was John 3, 7. You have to be born from above. You have to be born from above. The next one was in Matthew 18, verse 3, it says what? If you want to enter the kingdom of heaven... You have to repent and become like a little child. And the third thing he said was, if you want to enter the kingdom of heaven, your righteousness has to exceed that of the scribes and the Pharisees, which is what he's getting here, here to his disciples about the scribes and the Pharisees. What is the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees? The righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees is the act the act itself. They were upset because why? People weren't washing their hands. 
That upsets me too, especially if they're preparing the meal. They were upset because of that, and they followed all sorts of rituals. But what happened? They still had hearts that were selfish. They had hearts that weren't loving. They had hearts that weren't pure. That's what Jesus is getting at again. The purity of seeking God and God's will. That's what Jesus is talking about here, right? He's talking about here. So he goes on to say, he says, okay. He says, the things that defile come out of our mouths. You know, and Jesus probably been reading Ezekiel, right? The foot bone's connected to the ankle bone and all that. So, you know, apparently, finally you get up there and the heart bone's connected to the mouth bone, right? And Jesus says, the things that defile you are what come out of you, out of your mouth, not what goes into your mouth, not what goes into you. And he says, whatever you say, whatever you're full of, whatever happens when you're squeezed, right, pops out of your mouth, okay, and your actions, whatever you're full of. You can't be otherwise. Your nature is your nature, whatever that is. And Jesus' whole deal is to transform our natures and to transform our hearts so that we will be pure, unselfish, honest, and loving. That's the point, and that's what he's saying. He says all sorts of bad things are capable of coming out of somebody's mouth, right, which came from their heart. This is the reason we get mad at each other. This is the reason we kill each other. This is the reason we seek other people's stuff. This is the reason we lie to each other. This is the reason we're concerned about all sorts of things that don't have that much value or importance. And what has value and importance is what really is in our heart. What do we really think about and act upon? Well, several days ago in Coatesville, Pennsylvania. Have any of you ever been to Coatesville, Pennsylvania? All right. We've got a couple back there that have, and a couple up here that have. I haven't. I've, I've, I've actually never been to Pennsylvania at all. That's one of the states, one of the states that uh, I was thinking about it, I've never actually been to. Well, there was a woman in the grocery store. She was going grocery shopping. She was in Coatesville Market. Coatesville Market. And you know what happened, Rex? She bumped into a guy, accidentally bumped into a guy. I'm sure none of us have ever done anything like that, right? Actually, I'm sure all of us have probably done something like that. So she accidentally bumps into this guy, and she apologizes, you know? Sorry, bumped into you. I was looking at the kumquats, and, you know, I didn't see you standing there in front of the rutabagas, right? And she bumps into him, and she, and she apologizes, well, you know what he did? He followed her out of the store, got in his car, followed her home. As she was opening the front door of her house, he started firing at her. He started shooting at her, right? A bullet grazed her leg, and it may have been the same bullet or another bullet, went into the house and shot her brother, 
okay, who ended up in the hospital. For, praise the Lord, the man did not die, okay? So, didn't take much of a squeeze to get that out of him, did it? Can you imagine? But we see it. We see it. It's a contemporary thing, okay? Now, I mentioned there's another person I wanted to talk about who was squeezed. Gordon Wilson. Gordon Wilson and his daughter, Marie, happened to be at a Remembrance Day service. In Great Britain, they still call Armistice Day, uh, which we call Veterans Day these days, right? Remembrance Day. And they were having a Remembrance Day celebration. This was on the 8th of November, the, the Sunday prior to the 11th of November. That's their tradition. In Inniskillen, Northern Ireland, okay? In Inniskillen, Northern Ireland, and there was a terrorist bomb blast, right? Ultimately, 13 people were killed, and 63 people were hospitalized, okay? One of the people that was killed was Gordon Wilson's daughter, Marie. And within just a few hours... After the bombing, he was interviewed by the BBC, and I want to tell you what he said, and I wrote it because I wanted to get it right. Again, this is just a few hours after his daughter was killed in the bomb blast. Gordon says, I have lost my daughter, and we shall miss her. But I bear no ill will, I bear no grudge that will not bring her back. I know there has to be a plan. It's part of a greater plan, and we shall meet again. So, again... Just like Jesus said, right? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And, and tied with that are our other actions too, our other actions like this man in Pennsylvania did the other day. So what I want us to think about this morning is, you know, what God has called us to do really is serious business, and it has eternal consequences. If we seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, then it's pretty likely that our hearts are filled with love, unselfishness, honesty, kindness, goodness, so I ask us all this morning, what comes out of you when you're squeezed? Because out of the abundance of your heart, the mouth speaks. Amen? Now go in peace. And as you go, go with the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
strong 